Hi, and welcome to the 267 podcast. I'm here with director of 267, Mike Palin. Woo-woo! And I'm Ben, the intern of 267. Hi, Ben. And we're here with our new work experience employee. Yeah! Alex Stoney. That's me. She's there. <laughs> so, we're going to be having a bit of a chat about young people leading in the church, getting the perspective from Alex, rather than from Claire Bannon last time. We thought we'd actually talk to a young person about it. Uh, but first, we need to ask the question that we ask all our guests. Alex, can you describe Mike in three words? And Mike, can you describe Alex in three words? Are you going first? Uh, no, because I haven't thought about it. We could, take t- we could play like tennis words. Okay, can you go first then? Um, genuine. Stylish. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Are you talking about you or me? We're talking about. I'm talking about you. You're oh, talking yeah. about me. Stylish. That made me laugh. Um, I think. I think joy. Because you. But when you enter a room, I think you. You light it up a bit. Mm. Yeah. You agree. Yeah, I. I agree. Um, well, you texted me this morning, so pumped for my time with two six seven, and that made me happy. But I also wanted to check that you were awake, <laughs> so you didn't forget to pick Small me up. Small child. So it was just a passive-aggressive message, really. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that in 267. I really don't like it. I'm going to call it out. Okay. That's my whole shtick. In the rally, I'm going to hit back, and I'm going to say, link into this, leader. Thanks. Uh, Stylish leader. Stylish leader. Never has that ever been said in the history of ever. Um, and I'm going to say, impactful is that, a, is that a word? That is. Okay. As in, to have impact. Not like a meteor or an elephant sitting down. To have impact. But in the metaphorical sense. Yeah. Yes. To have impact. Um, I'll say intelligent. <laughs> You've used three words that nobody has ever said about me ever in yeah, history. Yeah, because I don't want to repeat words that other people have probably said. That's really encouraging though. No one's ever called me stylish or intelligent. Why is Catherine laughing in the corner? Like, We've got uh, Catherine who's about to record a podcast with us sitting there. <laughs> i just like to say that Alex has already become Employee of the Month because she brought in Pudding Stop Cakes yeah. to the okay, office. I'm, I'm shutting down this podcast. <laughs> We're done. What have you ever brought into the office, Ben? Apart from charisma and wit. Myself, for free, <laughs> every week. That big old smile. That big old smile. Yeah. <laughs> So, shall we have a chat about yeah. young leaders? Alex, what do you do? In the church? Yeah, how do you lead? Um, I'd like to say I do a little bit of worship leading. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most visible way that I lead. But I'd, um, I'd also like to say that sometimes I lead in kids' groups. Sometimes I get involved in my own youth group and try to lead discussions or, I don't know, I think leading comes in a lot of different forms. So it doesn't have to be like visible leading. It can also be, I don't know, just for instance, if someone comes to you and asks for prayer and you being upfront and, and open to work with them, that's also being a leader and, and helping. So yeah, that's what I do. And when, when did you think you might have some leadership qualities? Or did you just get thrown in? Yeah, or did just someone push you well, in? Well, I don't, I don't think I ever like was lying in bed at night thinking, "Wow, I would love to lead worship." I think right. it, I think it came as a result of people either praying for me or 
seeing things in me that I didn't see in myself because I wouldn't when when I first became a Christian I don't think I'd call myself a leader or someone that had the type of qualities to be a leader um but other people saw that in me and encouraged me and worked with me so definitely the 267 because I like I led at fuel and in house parties and stuff like that but um also in my own church so yeah in, in my youth group I'd do a lot as well I think the 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 call the calling out gifts in people is really important yeah. that we do as Christians, isn't it? Because I think sometimes we get self conscious, so we don't want to say I'm really good at that because mm. people think you're being a bit sort of cocky and arrogant. And so you you want to you want to say actually I think I'm quite good at that. But when somebody else calls out and say oh, I think you'll be really good in this, you almost go oh yeah I've been thinking that as well. <laughs> and we did something was it last year where we did sort of a weird Venn diagram where to find out what you love doing. Oh, yeah is you, you write down something you love doing, write down something you're really good at, like naturally gifted, and then write down an opportunity that you have to use that gift. And then sort of where the the vein crosses in the middle, it's like that's a point where really mm-hmm. God can really take hold of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think especially as a teenager, you find it hard to... It might not be the same for all teenagers, but from, from my experience, I definitely found it hard to, to say to myself, right you enjoy this and yeah. you have a gifting in this so do it so i kind of need that kick up the bum mm-hmm. from people to to actually do it and and do you think yeah. there is a sense of people are nervous to sort of put themselves forward because they're worried it's going to be about oh, yeah. me and so therefore they might be really gifted and might want to do something but they don't so how, how do we get around that of, of almost releasing people in their gifts i think you need to have people around you that you trust because at this age, I was the first time you step up and you lead worship, you're so vulnerable and mm. you're so self conscious and there's that element of not wanting to do it in fear of judgment. But if you surround yourself with people you trust and you do it in an environment where you're allowed to make mistakes and you're allowed to, yeah. to mess up sometimes, I think teenagers and young people are more likely to step up and, and, and participate in, in church life. I think that whole the permission to mess up thing is, mm. is massive, isn't it? Because, well, let's, let's all be honest, we all mess up. Yeah. We all do something in a position of leadership or up front that doesn't go according to plan. And then we feel rubbish about it, but it's almost like, how do you pick yourself up and dust yourself off? I think one of the, I think one of the big things that we can do as Christians, especially in serving, is to allow that second chance, mm. and third chance, fourth chance, you know, because that, I mean, that's what graces as well isn't it but I think sometimes the world's very unforgiving mm. like if you mess up that's like they'll never give you that opportunity again when actually I think if you're if you're exploring your gifting then you're not going to get it right first time and actually I think loads of people say you know I've learnt more from the times I've messed up than yeah. I have from the times I got right and that's true I was it I know my history's rubbish but is it Edison said he made like 200 light bulbs for yeah, yeah. he found one that worked you know there is that sense that you learn by working out how not to do it so a year or two ago you led worship mm-hmm. and um i've asked alex so i can talk about this <laughs> and so if she if we all break down in, in oh, emotional so, mess. <laughs> <laughs> so we we'd set up a worship event and you were leading worship with a couple of other people one of those people completely out of the blue mm. just left uh, and went home before the act, yeah before the act of worship and you were sort of left a little bit on your own and it was a uh, it was you found it quite difficult didn't you yeah, I think people take on leadership in a lot of different ways, but 
especially with worship leading, I take on a lot of responsibility and I feel that with the label leader, there's a lot of eyes on you. So everyone else in the band is also looking at you. Mm. So when that one person left, it was like, right. Everyone was, was also panicking and looked at me for, I don't know, the the rock of it, the, mm-hmm. the support. And I was like, okay, I don't know what to do because I think, yeah, it was, it was a few years ago. Like I wasn't particularly old. No. So I was still, I'm yeah. still not, but like, yeah, it was just a bit daunting having to respond quickly. So we talked about dusting yourself. So how do you? So we jumped forward two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was about two years. This year, you led worship at the house party, mm-hmm. and you put together four groups. You did the powerpoints. You did the worship. You sorted out groups, rotors. It was seamless and beautiful, and perfect. So what has happened in that two years that's enabled you to almost stumble there? And get to where you were just really impressive. This yeah, because talking to you at house party, it wasn't even like a thing on your radar. You were just like, <laughs> I know this is in my skill set. I can do this. It's gonna go well. Is it an yeah. age thing? Is it a you partially? Yeah, I'd I'd like to think that the older I get, the more confident I get. Um, but it's also like the behind the scenes stuff because. I wouldn't say that I've led worship millions and millions of times because even at church, like I didn't lead for January or February. So sometimes you do have breaks from leading as such, but it's the behind the scenes stuff of going home and listening to, to sermons online or reading your Bible or praying with friends or even if you don't want to do the outwardly Christian stuff at home, you can just like sit down with a parent and catch up yeah, like yeah. i feel that's really really spiritual because sitting down with my dad and oh, yeah. just chatting through life is so i don't know like i just find so much peace in that so it's it's building up your character as yeah. well as doing the actual thing absolutely that's leading so what i want to say it's interesting you mentioned so I, I was saying we talked about having people around us mm. to almost cheer on how how do you want people that are supporting you to be able to say those things that help you grow as well as encourage you because I think sometimes we have a lot of people that go oh you're great and, and that that's wonderful too yeah. we need that but we, we sometimes need people to say or oh, that wasn't so great or how can we work for that how as a sort of 17, nearly 17 year old mm. in a role of leadership how would you want someone to do that process with you to be able to grow you, rather than just saying, Alex, that was shocking. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. You know, how, what, yeah. what, how do we do that for one another? I think, first of all, that needs to be that element of, of friendship. Especially leading a congregation, you don't, I, I don't know, sometimes I don't have that relationship with people for them to come and straight after work, <laughs> yeah. be like, this is what you need to improve on. Right. Because... I think in the worship team, there's there's this kind of unspoken rule that you don't give feedback for 24 hours. Oh, uh, okay. Um, because it's quite draining. Yeah, like, yeah. quite often after I lead worship, I get quite ill. And you're quite vulnerable again. We talked about yeah, being yeah. vulnerable. You've opened yourself up yeah. quite a bit. So, yeah. so you, you need to have that time where you're just like not thinking about it. 
So straight after the house party, I slept for ages just to like <laughs> go back to reset. But then afterwards, it's thinking through it by yourself. But then, I don't know, when, when you see the people that were there when you were leading, it's just being open-minded because a lot of people when they lead, they don't want to hear the bad stuff. Mm. But I don't know, even if you're not a Christian, imagine like celebrities. Yeah that do this kind of stuff they have to differentiate between the good comments and the bad comments but still take the bad comments on board because if they didn't listen to them they probably wouldn't grow they probably wouldn't i don't know mature Mm. so and it's that being honest for people isn't it that Mm. but how do you be honest in a loving way um so i've got a question for you so how does the church encourage when talking the church Mm. all, all church uh, encourage young people. I, I quite I dislike the phrase young people. Though. Your your sort of peer group. Mm. How do they encourage them to be more involved in church? And what do they have to do as adults to be able to make that happen? And I guess if I add on and just make this a really long question, yeah. what sort of the area that you see actually maybe young people aren't leading that you'd like to see them leading, or Ooh. sort of what? spots in the church you like actually it doesn't feel like young people are well represented here because we chatted a bit last week about of course a lot of young people aren't engaging well with sort of evening services and things because Mm. there's no young people represented in the services whereas like at St Paul's that we both attend Mm. there's young people in the worship there's sometimes young people preaching that type of thing um wow that is a long question yeah we put any punctuation in there or not did we just go for it? We didn't have any punctuation. You, you went for it. We're going with where would you like to see young people represented, and then Lovely. how can we okay. encourage that? Representation? Yeah, because I want to sort of talk to church leaders and say, well, yeah. you need to change a little bit yourself yeah. to allow. Yeah. So what do we need to do as well? So it's a cheeky two-parter. So, representation. I love this. Um, I think young people need to be represented. Um, it also kind of links to Mike's question as well. Um. I think there needs to, you we need to break down the barrier of big church and youth groups. <laughs> yeah. Because I I haven't been to many other church services, but I noticed this divide between what's considered the church service and the youth group, and I think we need to stop associating adults with church services, um, because then when we do turn up it's like oh the the young people are joining us and it should be like oh yeah they're here for their church service so it's like young people are practicing we're doing proper church yeah 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 and it's like they they have their section we have our section and i feel like not only does that mean less young people are involved but it also means that not not so much resentment but there's this kind of unspoken awkwardness between the two age groups so like hardly any young people actually speak to the adults when really in the group discussions in church we shouldn't really be looking at age as something that differentiates us and i think that's that's a massive massive thing that not just church leaders need to focus on but us as people of the congregation yeah um so you've got a room full of church leaders Mm. who will do whatever you ask what what are you going to ask them in love to do? If I could remodel 
a part of the church, but not like architecture-wise. It would totally be um, make make it seem all inclusive. I want to get rid of this whole let's sit on chairs and let's do liturgy. Liturgy's great. Like I'm not beefing that at all, <laughs> but I think we just need like bean bags. We need fairy lights. We need to make it youth friendly just as it is adult friendly because I feel like there's a lot of catering for the adults but in the evening services that I've been to there's a lot of um like there's a lot of outcry from the youth to to see something a bit more relaxed so you think a welcome is to welcome as much everything as how yeah. you're welcomed yeah. and how you feel comfortable in an environment yeah and maybe almost just sort of the formality of the church service yeah. and making it less of a official regimented sort yeah. of service because you can you can make it informal without losing the impact can't yeah, you I yeah. think quite easily yeah. Yeah. well I think that is great and it's also a good spot to finish on lovely so thanks for are joining us Alex are we singing oh. uh, goodbye theme tune go ahead no I'm not doing it again Alex is worship leader I'm not going to do that well, no, no, if you sing it I can do like Harmonise. The beatbox in the background. I can't remember it, so it's going to be different okay, to last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll Why don't I start with the beatbox, and then you okay. come in. So welcome okay. to the same jingle we have every week. Go ahead. It's the 267 podcast in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the night. <laughs>